Hey everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for On the Ladder Side of Baseball. And we are now 15% done with the season. So somewhere between 10% and 20%, that would be 15%, huh? How about that? So they play 162 games. They've all played 23, 24, 25 games. Uh, Big surprises, I guess, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. They are 17 and 8. That's a pretty big surprise. The Brewers are 16 and 9. Cubs are mediocre like normal. Uh, The Cardinals, that's a big surprise. They're eight games off the pace. Woo-hoo. That's the best news yet. Tampa Bay, 20 and 5. The Orioles, 16 and 8. 667 club. Man, that's weird. That league's unbelievable. I mean, they're all 500 or better. The Twins are the only team in the Central Division of the American League. It's over 500. The uh, surprises in that division are everybody. Well, the Tigers are no surprise. They suck. The White Sox are a surprise. They're 7-18. and 18. That's a surprise. Um, they got some major problems. They can't hit or pitch. Other than that, they're pretty good. The Royals, predictably horrendous. I would ask Mr. Sherman again, why did you buy a team? Why do you want to be in Major League Baseball? Pay a billion dollars to put on a mediocre? Well, they're worse than mediocre. I mean, seriously, what are you doing? Collecting draft choices for the next five or ten years so you can really peak when you move out of Royal Stadium downtown? Maybe that's the deal. I don't know. They're horrible. In the uh, um, American League West, the Angels are their usual 500 team. Sad. The... uh, Mariners are a bit of a surprise. They suck, although that one kid, Kolesnik or whatever, home run hitting son of a gun. The Oakland Athletics are 5 and 20. So, I mean, the doormats in baseball are Oakland, Kansas City, Chicago, Colorado. Why did you go there, Chris Bryant? St. Louis, Washington, and uh, Cincinnati. I left my heart in San Francisco. They kind of suck. Wow. So, the good news, collective Major League batting averages are up about 12 points at the same time, March and April of last year. So, they went from 231 to 245. So, you're seeing more hitting, more hits falling in because there isn't a shortstop out in right field. And the games are going quicker. And there really aren't that many violations. I mean... These guys have to try pretty hard. Now they're in the rhythm of the get the ball, throw the ball, get the ball, throw the ball. That's good. Batters get in. Uh, so I would say the state of Major League Baseball, the games are half an hour quicker. So the state of baseball is pretty good. And it's pretty exciting. And you can go to a game and get out of there under three hours. There are very, very few games the last three hours. Now, I'm sure that hurts the beer vendors and the concessionaires, although... Uh, at least at Wrigley, where they announced the other day 35,000 in attendance. <laughs> I was at that game. And no more 35,000 again. I could run a four-minute mile, but I can't, and they didn't. However, the people you know around me complained about slow concessions, long lines. I waited until the sixth inning, and there were no lines. You know, In fact, it was hard to find a hot dog. But I did find 
the grill cart that finally they took out of mothballs at Wrigley and put it back on the first base concourse. And they're grilling Polish sausage with onions in a better bun. There you go. Go uh, Cubs. They have a kid's meal. We took our one of our grandchildren to the game. He had a tub consisted of a box of juice, some cotton candy, some chips, and a hot dog, and then a bucket. He had to take the bucket home, and, uh, you know, that's okay. Um, he didn't know any better that it was a horrible hot dog, but, you know, it was a Vienna beef, low end of Vienna. Um, let's talk about my favorite subject, because we're winding down on the lighter side of baseball, and by the end of the year, we'll be wound out. Yes, newsflash. Barring any major contract that I sign with a new sponsor, uh, this may be uh, 180 episodes, and then we wrap. We'll wrap from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we'll wrap with Craig and Brian Ward, Ward's House of Prime, and we'll talk about Nelly, and uh, we'll have a good time. And until then, we'll still have a good time. So don't say, oh, come on. I'm just telling you that we are running out of ways to criticize the Cubs, but here's a new one. I went back and I looked to see who out of the Castellanos deal, the Bryant deal, the Baez deal, the letting Schwarber go, the letting uh, the Rizzo go, letting Contreras go. They got zero guys from any of those deals or draft choices that they got because of those deals. Zero is the number of major leaguers. And now we're talking, they won the World Series in 2016. They kind of made a half-ass effort in 17. And they just did a dump in 18 and 19 going on now. No players. None. Zero. Oh, but this guy with two names, Armstrong Crow or whatever, he's going to be great. Killian's going to be great. Alcantara is going to be great. Visca, no, no. There is the only guy, and he ain't going to be around as, as long as soon as Kyle Hendricks is back. Wisniewski is out in the bullpen. He's the only guy they've got. And and who did they have to trade to get such a promising pitcher? They traded that Efros guy who threw underhanded and hurt his arm. No surprise there. And he's out for the year. He went to the Yankees, and we got this kid, Wisniewski, who apparently is in need of some sports psychology. I don't know. He pitched a good game and was all over the place criticizing himself. And he pitched another game I went to, and, man, Batting practice. He was BP. And he's pitching today. In about an hour, he'll tow the mound at Wrigley Field for the rubber match against the San Diego Padres. 
The Padres can't beat anybody, but they beat the Cubs last night. Tatis is back. He drove in the winning run. Um, boy, the, you know, the Padres, for as bad as they are, have a pretty good team. Now, here's here's the, the new knock. Because there isn't anybody that is potentially iconic, they're in, they, all those guys were fan favorites. Um, they're gone. Nobody replaced them. They got four second basemen, as I said before. Nico's good, and he would have fit in, but he's he, nobody goes to the game to see Nico Horner. I guarantee it. Nobody goes to the game to see Ian Happ unless they like coffee, and his coffee production seems to get good reviews. Nobody goes to the game to watch Steel, although Steel is this Steel is kind of like a dinosaur. He is maybe the first guy since Kerry Wood to have come up through the uh, organization of the Chicago Cubs and actually contributed on the major league side. Might be the first guy since Kerry Wood. Um. Smiley, nobody's going to go out to see Smiley, even though he almost threw a perfect game, although it got interrupted by a body blow from John Gomes, who I don't think is a very good hitter. He went four for four the other day. What do I know? I thought they threw their money away with Ian Happ. He's a bozo. Let me tell you what. he There there have been some funny plays, and I haven't watched that much, but there's a f- couple funny plays. Uh, last night, Machado hit a sky-high fly ball to left field, which was routine. I mean, the sun was down, the lights had taken hold, new lights, that is. These are LED lights, bright, bright, bright. You can see anything. And can of corn, as they say, and that expression became an expression because in the old days, grocery store clerks would, in response to a request from a shopper, uh, go to the top shelf for a can of corn, take a little stick with a hook on it, flip it off of the top shelf, and before it hit the ground and got kind of bent up, the clerk would catch the can of corn. Very easy catch. Hence, the name and the phrase, like I said, can of corn. Didn't happen because they had a stalk of corn in the vegetable section and some guy threw a spiral with a a leafy corn cob. And No, it was a can of corn on the top shelf, zipped off by the 1920 grocery store clerk, and he caught it, hence caught it easily, hence canicle. Um, so Hap goes back. He's got a scarf on. I don't think it covered his eyes, but maybe it did because not only did he not catch the ball, and I guess you have to give the guy a hit, he wasn't within 15 or 20 feet of the ball when it hit the warning track, in for a double. I mean, the the most surprising thing after Hap couldn't catch the ball that was easily catchable is the fact that Machado got a double. I mean, the fact that Machado ran, that was amazing. I figured he'd just go back to the dugout, out of the baseline, and then, I mean, Hap missed this ball by forever. Then in another play the other day, one of the Cubs stealing second base and got tagged out, maybe it was by the Giants, 
And in so applying the tag, which he did, his glove came off. The infielder's glove came off. And the glove, with the ball inside of it, fell to the ground. Just laying there on the ground. But the ball in the glove trickled out of the glove onto the ground. And the umpire at second base reversed the call. Safe, safe. Weird play. Now, here's a question that I don't know the answer to, but Shrimp Scampy would because he knows everything on the Bears, on the Cubs broadcast. Shrimp Scampy would know if the glove has to stay on the hand in order to complete a tag play. Or if that glove had come off, landed on the ground like it did, but the ball stayed in the pocket of the glove, would he be out? I think, why wouldn't he? That's what we're struggling with in Cubland. Oh, my God. You know, they've got podcasts, and then Dempster does. I mean, they got... They've got these guys, but that's like boring stuff. Not like what you hear on the lighter side of baseball. We're not boring. Now, we may be out of material and out of sponsors and out of guests, but we're not boring. I mean, we kind of have a good grasp on how pathetic the Cub organization is. And if you want to know pathetic, the poor White Sox are even worse. And the Bulls lost to a team in the playoff that at least now they can say, well, they the team we lost to beat the Bucks, eliminated the Bucks, the team everybody picked to win with the Greek freak. Gone. Jimmy Rowe Butler, baby. Why the Bulls got rid of Butler? Well, nobody liked him. Well, who cares? The guy scores. How could you get rid of this guy? It could be the best player in the Eastern Conference of the I don't even know what conference he's in. I'm assuming he's with Miami. That's got to be East. Right. Anyway, Butler kicks the hell out of these guys, and they they win the best out of seven in five games. Four to one. Bucks could muster all but one. So there you have that. It's kind of weird, huh? Uh, then back to Wrigley. There's nobody you'd go. There's nobody. You know, like I've said, I'd go. Hell, I'd go pay money to see Salvador Perez on the worst team in baseball. And then there's a host of really talented players around the league. I mean, there are some really, really good. Randy Rosarina with the Tampa Bay Rays. And this kid with Seattle. And the uh, the guys with the Atlanta Braves. And, I mean, they keep coming up with new guys. And these guys are good and fun to watch. This kid Outman, I can see why the Dodgers didn't want to sign Blanchard. This kid Outman, man, he's good. I don't know how old he is, but... He's got seven or eight home runs, and, you know, that's that's good. Uh, Scherzer was suspended 10 games for using an illegal substance, but you tried to yell at the umpire was rosin. Rosin maybe mixed with pine tar. Hmm. Come on, Max. I'm sure that – and then he didn't appeal. Can you imagine your agent, Scott Boris, and you fall flat on your face and fall down in front of the court? and say, guilty, guilty as charged, Your Honor. And that is the Max Scherzer doctor. The ball is just as big a cheater as the Houston Astros. Come on, Max, that probably cost him, I don't know, 
three or four million bucks at least, given his salary. Wow. I mean, who's making money besides the guys on the team? They should be buying these teams. I mean, poor Mr. Reinsdorf. He goes out and cuts all these deals with Luis Robert after a year. And, you know, he does the same as Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay's deals work. Jerry's don't. I mean, and the, the Cubs, oh, my God. I mean, oh, man. I can't even tell. Eloy Jimenez would be great in a Cub uniform. Liber Torres, why, why is he gone? Well, we had Javi Baez coming up. We didn't need Gliber Torres. Oh, well, where's Javi? Well, we couldn't sign him. We didn't even make him an offer. He went to he went to Detroit. He was so thrilled about where he could end up. He ends up in Detroit. Are you kidding me? Chris Bryant, want to get away. I want to really pursue my dream of being a champion. I think I'll go to Colorado. Oh, my God. Why not go to Oakland? Why not go to Oakland? At least there you can end up in Las Vegas where you grew up, right? The A's are headed to Las Vegas. There's no question in my mind. They're going to be the Las Vegas Athletics. That will be uh, destination number four for that franchise. They started out as the Philadelphia A's. Connie Mack, does that ring a bell? Then they moved to Kansas City. 12th Street and Vine, they got some pretty little women there, and I'm gonna... Anyway, the uh, Kansas City Athletics uh, were there for a while with, you know, goats crawling around that municipal ballpark right across from some of the best barbecue ever and still is Arthur Bryant's. And then they did the old Indianapolis Colts, let's get out of town, and the A's moved to Oakland. And for 20 years, they've been trying to get a new ballpark. That ballpark's terrible. The only worst ballpark's Tampa Bay. So anyway, I mean, these guys don't care. They're making money, apparently. They don't care. You know, why should I care? Why should anybody care? Anyway, so go out to see Clayton Kershaw, versus uh, Marcus Stroman. And Stroman, speaking of Duke University, we lost another baseball card grade. MVP um, 1960, maybe. Uh, MVP in the World Series. Uh, I think that his basketball number at Duke University was retired. Dick Grote. Should have been in the Hall of Fame. Dick wrote. He just had 15 mediocre years and one really good year. Hall of Fame. Roger Maris. Hall of Fame. Should be in the Hall of Fame. He was with the A's. Kansas City A's. Grote was not with the A's. He was with the club where Bill Mazeroski hit the Grand Slam home run to beat the New York Yankees in the 1960 World Series. Managed by Danny Murtaugh. Who knows that stuff? Yeah. So, back to Ricketts and Wrigley Field, and nobody there to really appreciate. So, I go to the Dodgers game, and it was perhaps not as bad as what I experienced when I went to the Cleveland Indians-Seattle Mariners playoff game in 1995, but this was bad. 
there were hardly any Cub fans there, and that's as a result of whoever, and there must be a lot of tickets sold because they announced 35,000 people there, which is a joke. Um, maybe they announced if you pay for your season tickets and then sell it on StubHub, maybe they count that as two sales for the attendance. I don't know, because even with Clayton Kershaw and Stroman, who's the Cubs' answer to Edwin Jackson, uh, I don't know. They didn't have that kind of crowd. Anyway, Dodger fans everywhere. Everywhere. I went Saturday and Sunday. I went Saturday by myself, and I watched this kid with bright red hair. Is that May? Is that his name? Anyway, no slaves. He just went out there and threw about seven innings, 100 pitches, got the win. The Cubs had Wisniewski. He just got ripped. Oh, my God. Horrible. I'm I'm coming around to my this is the worst roster ever. Uh Velasquez may be their best hitter. They're gonna send him back as soon as Belanger gets back from having a baby uh leave, paternity leave. Uh they should trade Ian Happ. He's got no value. Hosmer, I'm afraid. I love the guy. World Series champion with the Royals. He's done. Even though he got a hit, he, he's way slow. Oh my god. Um, so anyway, there you go. The, the, it was embarrassing. The Dodger fans, right, right. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. And these, these folks weren't the kind of Dodgers fans that might hang out at the uh, beach in uh, LA. These were more like former Football playing wannabe NFLers. Speaking of the NFL, we got the draft tonight. Uh, everybody on the radio is hoping that with the ninth pick of the draft, the, the Chicago, almost said the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chicago Bears take Bijan Robinson, the running back from the University of Texas. They won't do that. Nah. Um, they can't afford to do anything but take a big guy. They, I don't care where the guy is. Now they're looking at Max Gronsky's kid, Pete Gronsky, and figuring that he's not really a tackle. He'll be a guard, so I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we'll see. That happens tonight. Cub game this afternoon. I think the White Sox might be off. Thank God. Oh, my God. They're so bad. I mean, it's hard to believe they can be as bad as they were with La Russa. But they are bad. And uh, it's, it's kind of sad. I don't get it. The um, well, the White Sox play the Rays tonight, right, in Chicago. Our good friend Dwayne Stats is in town, but he's not on the show. Uh, we're going to take a little break just to, you know, come back strong with something. And when we do, uh, we'll be back on Spotify, SoundCloud, and uh, Apple. So hold in there. And uh, we'll have Tyler play a little music. So we are back on the lighter side of baseball, and uh, there's plenty of action underway to, this afternoon uh, in the major leagues, and uh, we'll report back to you on that whenever uh, we get an outcome. Pittsburgh's winning 3-2. to two. The Braves are in a rain delay, and the uh, Cubs uh, send Wisniewski against Lugo. So that's it. Um, opened up some baseball cards. There was 1988 top set 
right in the middle of when the overproduction was taking place in baseball cards. I got I opened up a couple packs. Trying to get a Jim Matt Don Mattingly or something, and the, the guys I opened are pretty pathetic. Really pathetic. Man, it's a, I think there'd be something good to talk about, wouldn't you? Um, going to get Kashan back now that the Bucks are out of the playoffs and he'll have a little time. And uh, that'll maybe be our next exciting show. But in the meantime, uh, that is it from now until our next show. So be good, get them straight, and uh, we will visit next week. For all my guests, this is Jamie Retsky saying, drive them down the middle. Fifth year going. This is on the lighter side of baseball with Jamie Risky on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, and maybe some others they've snuck in there. I don't know. The listening audience keeps growing. My uh, guests uh, got to get my three main guests back on, and uh, Craig Kishan and maybe uh, John Wathan and Bobby Denier. I don't know. I visited with my old client, Johnny Cangelosi. He's got a hitting school with Bo Jackson. I think he'd probably do it. I don't know. Yeah, baseball's kind of, um, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't compare to the Kentucky Derby. They had seven horses died at Churchill Downs this week. I mean, that, that's got to be something. I don't know if they got some bad hay or some bad oats or some bad something. Whatever the uh, Whatever the horses were doing. Certainly wasn't good. You'd think that um, there would be some sort of a medical examination and they would figure out what was causing all these horses to die. The Derby went on. A Venezuelan horse won. And interestingly, you didn't have to listen to the owner because there were 392 owners of a horse named Mage. Now, Mages, for all of you Chicago fans, used to be a sporting goods store in downtown Chicago. Not a horse. But 392 people bought into a consortium for a horse named Mage, and Mage won the Derby. Pretty good. They put in a new uh, rider right near the end, and uh, that jockey did the trick, bringing home the roses in the fastest two minutes in sports. And uh, it was exciting. He came from the middle of the pack, uh, about the eighth furlong. He took the outside turn, and he sprinted to the finish line, nosing out, I don't know who, but it was a 15-to-1 favorite that won the Derby. Not quite as attractive as what it used to be, but still pretty good. Um, Baseball is, uh, you know, the highlights are there are a lot of home runs. The games are going faster. Um... The Yankees are in last place. The Cardinals are in last place. The White Sox are in last place. Those are three teams that were picked by some, including me, to win. And it's, excuse me, this is, that's, that sort of sums up the season. It's like a yawner.
Okay, there's really... This guy, Arias, or Arise, 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 all the jury's in. And uh, anyway, there have been some interesting jury verdicts, speaking of juries. But nonetheless, uh, with this Arise, he's hitting about 430. The Cubs, interestingly, today, and there's really not much to talk about, so I don't know why you'd listen, but um, no, I'm kidding. The Cubs... In the 14th inning, balked home the winning run. If the Marlins had been playing in Miami, it would have been a walk-off balk. Walk-off balk, walk-off balk. Or a balk-off walk. No, I think it would have been a walk-off balk. Uh, Now, in reality, the next guy had a 15-pitch at bat, and he lined a single into right field, so he probably would have won the game anyway. The Cubs had an opportunity again. You know, you got a guy in second base, nobody out. Bunt him to third, hit a sack flying, try to get a home run. Nothing going on. The Cubs have no clutch hitting. They have a bad. You know, I love David Ross, but he's not really shining as a manager. He ran out of players, ran out of pitchers. The guy that he doesn't have a real bullpen, but you know, the bullpen's been doing pretty good. The Stars have been doing pretty good. The Cubs have been playing okay. They haven't gotten blown away. And they're the only team in baseball. No, they're one of four teams in baseball not to get shut out. So, you know, the Cardinals come into town, and uh, Wilson Contreras is again in the spotlight of controversy. Number one, back in the offseason, I don't know why the Cubs got rid of Willie. Uh, they could still use Willie. Uh, Amaya, their rookie sensation, who was on his way to the major leagues, but he tore his shoulder, had Tommy John surgery, is back and looking pretty good. Tucker Barnhart needs to be released, um, and they need to have Gomes get back, I guess, healthy. But it, it the point is they shouldn't have gotten rid of Wilson Contreras. And now, after the Cardinals have you know lost eight in a row, uh, the manager decides to take Contreras out of the catching position and exclusively DHM. And you say, well, this guy's got a great arm. Nobody steals on him in a day where you need a guy with a good arm. It all comes back to cheating. He's not a good cheater. And what do you what do you mean he's not a good cheater? He's not doing no, he's not doing um, performance enhancing drugs. I don't mean that kind of cheating. He's being criticized for the inability to frame a low ball. In other words, to take a ball that's below the strike zone, and as you catch it, you move it up into the strike zone, and what you're trying to do is dilute, deluge the umpire or fake out the umpire, if you want to say that, or whatever. You're trying to fake out the umpire. And the Cardinals said, oh, he's not that good at it. The Cubs said he's not that good at it. Framing. Are you kidding? Some pitchers. I mean, that presumes umpires suck, and they don't. And, and if they go to a robo-ump, then framing doesn't make a crap bit of difference. But it's the dumbest criticism I've heard. Oh, and there's, of course, there's a, there's a statistic for framing, Okay. There's a statistic now for everything. Hard balls hit, but they're outs. 
uh, ground balls hit uh, that wouldn't have been a ground ball if the infield had been watered a little more. It would have bounced up and over. I don't know. You know, and this is the stuff combined with the shrimp scampi, the Cubs announcer, that, you know, that coupled with the um, percentages, oh, there's a 28% chance that he's going to, it's just maddening. You know, it's maddening. So only fun announcers are fun to listen to, and that would be down to Dwayne Stats, Tom Hamilton, and Bob Euchre in my book. And, and I'm sure there are others. I don't know. There's a good movie coming out on May 12th. Uh, Yogi Berra, the documentary on Berra, entitled It Ain't Over Till It's Over. One of Yogi's many, 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 many funny sayings like, hey, make sure you go to everybody's funeral so when you die they'll come to yours. That's pretty good. Uh, when you get to the fork in the road, take it. That's pretty good. I um, cut my pizza into eight slices and that way I'll have more pizza. Uh, that's another one. And on and on and on and on, Yogi, Casey, they all had pretty funny ones, and that's great. Now it's, now there's no nicknames. The fun is you put a cape or a stupid hat on a guy if he hits home run. I remember telling you uh, the influence from the World Baseball Classic has caught up to Major League Baseball. So, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Live with it. I will, or I'll try to. Um other than that, I got to tell you, um, let's let's just just for you guys out there that don't live by the rules of baseball like I do, not the rules, or look at it or care. Let's just let's look at the standings, and then we'll look at the stats, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, I mean it looks like everything's bass acros. The Pirates are in first place over the Brewers, who have now lost six in a row. Oh my God, did they lose again today? Let's go to the. The Brewers are winning in the top of the ninth, so that should help. Cubs are 500. They lost today. Cincinnati is 14-19, predictably crappy. And the Cardinals are 11-24. They're nine games behind the Pirates. The good news for the Cardinals is it's the Pirates and the Brewers and the Cubs that are in front of them. So the Cardinals will be there at the end of the year. In the East, Atlanta's playing really, really solid baseball. Maybe the best baseball in baseball. Uh, Miami's in second place, tied with the Mets. The Mets are kind of a bad story. The Phillies are a bad story. The Nationals, are they've lost 20. On the West Coast, the Dodgers are okay at 20 and 14. The Diamondbacks are surprising people. They'll fade. They're 19 and 14. They got a pitcher named Gallon that's pretty good. He's 10 Gallon. Get it? Um, San Diego, 18 and 16. The Giants are 15 and 17. And the Rockies are bad. They're bad. What's Chris Bryant doing on the Rockies? I don't get it. In the American League East, Tampa Bay enjoys a five-and-a-half game lead over the Orioles. That's right, the Orioles are pretty good. They lost a 12-inning game today um, to maybe the Braves. I think the Braves had a walk-off win. Toronto's 21 and 14, not bad. The Red Sox are surprising people at 21 and 15, and the Yankees are over 500, but in the basement. That's a pretty good division, 18 and 17 in the Central. The Twins are barely over 500, but they're in first place by two and a half games over the Guardians. I almost said the Indians. The Tigers are in third place, and only because of the Royals are the White Sox in not in last place. The Royals are nine and 26. Worst record except for the Oakland A's who are on their way to Las Vegas. That's exciting. 
You know, I'm glad they're going to Las Vegas. They, they belong in Las Vegas. They should be in Las Vegas. Um, batting. Let's look at the batting. The um, league leader is Arias or Arise with the Marlins, and almost 70 points below that is Chapman with the Blue Jays, Diaz with the Rockies, Estrada with the Giants. Okay. Out of those four top guys, I've, I may have heard of Chapman. Acuna's in fifth place, Bichette sixth, Randy Rosarina, the guy with the best names, in seventh, Diaz, Yoshida, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, home runs. Let's look at everybody loves home runs. Max Muncy, 12, Alonzo, 11. Uh, Wisdom has 11, but man, Wisdom. I don't think Wisdom will should be on the Cubs roster by the end of the year. Rosarina... I mean, everybody's got tons of home runs. I mean, runs scored. Uh, Cunha, let's look at the team stats for home runs. Um, let's see, we need to do this with the uh, team stats. And home runs, the Tampa Bay Rays have 71 home runs. That's two a game. The Braves have 58, 55, 55, blah, blah. The worst team in baseball has 18. That's Cleveland. In terms of uh, average, the Rays are at 276. The worst average is the Twins, 220. But they're in first place. RBIs. Again, the Rays have 214 RBIs. Last place, the Marlins have 110. Let's look at the pitching. What team has the best DRA? Now, this shows you what the shift and the juice does to a baseball team. The best ERA in baseball are the Rays. They're over 3, 3.01. The worst are the A's, 7.25 ERA. Oh, my God. It's bad. Really bad. So, anyway, there you have it. I can't think of anything else to talk about. So, I'm going to take a break, and if I'm inspired, I'll be right back. Uh, You're in luck. I can't think of too much. I'm going to combine this with the last, send it out, have a podcast, and then the next podcast we'll do in June to honor Dave Nelson and his birthday, uh, which is rapidly approaching. Uh, Yogi Berra's birthday is May 12th and uh, happens to coincide with another birthday. And other than that, I'm telling you what, I'm going to wrap it up because um, maybe I'll be inspired when I get back from uh, Wrigley Field. If not, that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Jamie Retzke on the Live Side of Baseball.